Well, welcome to AM Quincy. This time we're here to talk about the Quincy Democratic City Committee's 34th annual breakfast. This is coming up Sunday, October 23rd, 10 to noon, the Sons of Italy Hall here in Quincy. So joining us, Alicia Gardner, and also Norfolk County District Attorney Mike Morrissey has stopped on by because he's the MC of the event. So welcome to both of you. Thanks for coming over. Great Thank to be you here. for having us. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Alicia, always a pleasure. Same here, Joe. So and um, we will here. see you on election night as well. I look forward to it. For some chat about the Democratic Committee. But before we do that, let's talk right now about the committee here in Quincy. You sure. are the chair of the citywide. Correct. So, but this is Correct. the Quincy Democratic City Committee. Correct. Okay. Which is made up of members from each of the six wards gotcha. in the city of Quincy. Okay. Each ward also has a chair and officers. And then we have a citywide officers uh, across the board and um, so I help uh, facilitate um, a lot of the larger events that are done by the whole and not the individual ward committees. The members, there's a total of 35 members. We're always looking for new members. Uh, please join us. Uh, we're an active group. We meet the second Tuesday of every month. Um, we had been doing that um, by Zoom, mm. like there are all of us, but we did go back live, um, and Nage is very graciously allows us to use their facilities for our meetings. So we meet, as I say, the second Tuesday of the month at 6.30, and if you're interested, please go to our website, Quincy Dems, or our Facebook page, Quincy Dems, and you can learn more about us okay. and ask Thanks questions. Um, there is a section on, on the presidential ballot that will allow the Republicans and the Democrats, and if there's another party, to uh, choose members, elected members of the so-called ward committee. Oh, okay. But we don't restrict the membership. Like someone like myself, I had been an elected member for a good number of years, and over 20 years, and I think Alicia probably falls into it, that okay. you know, we're, we're uh, life members. So you know, we are still active members of the committee, and we may not appear on the ballot. Mm -hmm. And even if you're a not elected in, in um, you know next March in the presidential primary, you can still be a member of a ward and the city committee. So we don't you know we even have associate members and when when um, positions are up. So it's not it's pretty you know loose as far as we just want right. to bring people in and and uh, if they'd like to be active in a party, I, I think there's still no excuse uh, for a good campaign to have a, a good ground game and grassroots and the, this can facilitate that. Okay, so you could be a member of both the citywide and a ward party at the same Well, time? you become a, a member through your individual ward oh, committee and okay. that is obviously yeah. based on where you live in the city, what ward yep. you're in. And as Michael said, um, we don't want to discourage anybody okay. from not participating because they're not a member. As he said, you can be an associate member yep. okay. and still be very actively involved okay. with us. And, and even going to the conventions, the uh, right. Well, Alicia and the Ward Committee Chairman may facilitate the selection of delegates to a Democratic uh, elected delegates to go to the state convention. You don't have to be a member of the city or the Ward Committee. Um, you know, sometimes it helps because the Ward Committee is a good base to start running from. If they see you okay. active in the Ward sure. Committee, they're more apt to vote for you to send to the state convention. But any Democrat can also come and run at the open caucuses. But you know, we, uh, I think we pay some deference to people who have been identified as active Democrats and have been active in the, the ward and the city committee. Yeah. Is so there a cost to be a member? There is not. No no, no, no. Some some of the uh, ward committees charge a small dues, okay. you know, $10. No, uh, not anymore? We, we, <laughs> <Okay>. used, we, <laughs> used to pay, we used to pay dues. 
Yes, here's how it used Mike to run. Mike pays dues. Mike has always paid his well, dues. No, Alicia Absolutely, takes out, more ways than uh, Alicia one. Alicia takes out on us on the uh, <laughs> on the breakfast. That that I want. Oh, right. It is also a fundraiser, <laughs> and and uh, people do help support yeah. the okay. activities too. There. Well, to Michael's point, yeah. now fairness to him, yes, there was a voluntary dues. Oh, okay. it's strictly voluntary, okay. but that has ceased to exist oh. because of COVID. Oh, really? So we haven't been requesting the voluntary membership. Oh, so just up until membership. recently then. Okay. Up until recently. Okay. I think it was like $20 a year. Right. But it's all very voluntary. You cannot they require it. They never told me it. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell them. you got to pay your dues. I just want to clarify. Uh, you mentioned the, Na the Nage. I know what it is, but for folks who don't, the Nage building uh, on the Brigham Parkway right across from the MTA station. That is correct. Okay. The National Association of Government Employees. Right, yeah. uh, and the, as you say, they're located right on Bergen Parkway. They've been there for years. Yeah. And uh, yes, they allow us to use their meeting room okay. and have uh, been so on the first yeah. floor for like five years. It's handicapped accessible. Yep. It's transportation accessible. It's right there by yep. the Quincy T station. Second Tuesday of every month. And the second Tuesday of every month. Okay. Um, so let's talk about the breakfast. Speaking of um, being uh, pandemic impacted. You haven't been able to do this for a couple of years, Alicia. That is correct. Yeah. Um, I will say through the generosity of QATV, we were able to go uh, live on a Sunday, you know, uh, uh, via tape mm -hmm. um, for our um, last, last two years. Yeah. Uh, so this year we're back. We're yeah. back in person and we're thrilled to be back and I think people are probably going to be anxious to come because they haven't seen each other for a long time. And I believe we have a great morning of um, speakers um, for them to all look forward to. Well, right behind you, um, of course, is a candidate uh, for Governor Maura Healy. Will, uh, will Maura Healy be at the breakfast? Right. Unfortunately, Maura cannot be there that okay. morning. But we have the second best thing. That is correct. <laughs> who is our Lieutenant Governor nominee, who is Kim Driscoll, the okay. Mayor of Salem. She will be there. Our candidate for Attorney General, Andrea Campbell, will be there. State Auditor candidate, Diana DiZoglio, she's a State Senator. Mm -hmm. We are also going to have our current and... Um, two, current, um, two current constitutional officers are coming. Right. Uh, they are um, Susan, um, Suzanne. Suzanne Bump who is our state auditor. Outgoing state auditor. Outgoing, Outgoing yeah. state yeah. auditor. Yeah. Former Brantford um, Selectman years ago. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, she has been such a great supporter of us over the years. We really wanted her to come, and we're going to honor her this oh, year at nice. our breakfast for all of her years of service. Okay. And Deb Goldberg. And our state uh, receiver, treasurer. Deb Goldberg will also be there. Unopposed this year. Unopposed. Yeah. So it's going to be a great morning. Okay. All right. Yeah. And kind of if you could run down the format of what folks uh, can expect. Well, that's, uh, that's Alicia's yelling at me. I try to, I'll try to keep it. The goal is to get in and out in two hours. Okay. And, and give people some visibility yeah. that they may not have seen live and in person. So there's a little bit of glad handing and mm -hmm. interpersonal. There's some campaign literature that's spread out. And... The, the candidates will all be given a, a, a short period of time to now to make the case. Now the the case they're making is kind of to the you know they're, they're already preaching to the choir, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but but you know I think it's also a chance to see them live too, and right. we'll get a little TV as well you know, from, mm -hmm. with the help of Quincy Cable and some visibility, and we also get to to every year they um, 
They, we look for a Democrat who has kind of a lifetime achievement of support of the Democratic Party, Alicia's parents, and um, have, have been, yeah, I've been a nominee, so uh, people who spent a long time in the field yeah, doing the, um, the legwork. And yeah. so we try to single out a person, persons, or organization that, that um, has been you know, most helpful to the goals of the Democratic Party, and this year we have as someone uh, I used to say from Ireland to the city, but Alicia has since moved down. She's down in Ward Two, and Sorry. so she's moved out of Ward Six. But Point we have we have someone from uh, um, from Ward Six, uh, and uh, he's the former chairman, Kevin Carter. That that is going to be uh, our person of the year, and uh, he's just a wonderful person. It's the Dennis F. Ryan Community Award, right? Yes. So, what is the history of the award, Mike? Well, the, for those of you that are old enough to remember, uh, Dennis Ryan was the clerk of the Quincy District Court oh. in the old days when it used to be with a bargain center it used to be sure. you know, where President's Place is, the courthouse was located there. And Dennis was a really a fixture in that courthouse but also in the community that uh, when the Republicans had kind of controlled things back in the, you know, the, the first Democratic elected speaker of the Massachusetts House was Tip O'Neill in the late 40s and the, you know, there was a more of a, a balance at that point. And now in the 50s and 60s you yeah. saw know people like you know John Gillick and Jim McIntyre that were active in the Democratic Party to to bring it along. Dennis Ryan was one of those early activists, okay. and Dick so Coke. yeah, Dick Coke, yeah. Mm -hmm. So they were early early on activists, and mm -hmm. um, so I mean the courthouse, the the street in front of the courthouse is Dennis Ryan Barclay. That's right. Yeah. So so Dennis was you know from the old times before us, you know, had thought that Dennis was an appropriate person to to name the award after, you know, George Burke and oh, others who were, out, who were out there early on. I mean, I don't think Dennis ever held office other than he was a clerk for a good many years, okay. but I know that he was active and supported a lot of uh, good Democrats over the years, and so the award has continued to maintain, you know, his name and, and uh, you know, the, the committee that, the kind of the executive committee of the city committee and others submit, you know, get nominations and they try to pick someone who they think it really represents that. And this this year, Kev Kevin Carter had been up to the ranks on, on labor. He uh, is a union plumber, and uh, his wife married a North Quincy girl, and uh, he, he lives down by the Parker School, and he uh, became really the business manager of Local 12, which is the Boston Plumbers Local. Oh. And he really helped modernize the, uh, the local, you know, make sure that you know that even he was active in I in the legislature. I used to be on the public safety committee and on the consumer protection committee. And Kevin was always active in the health and safety and plumbing codes to make sure that that um, we were all protected from mm -hmm. germs and viruses, and also make sure that his workers could work safely. And mm -hmm. you know, there's no longer you don't find a lot of lead and things like that anymore. Right. A lot of it is now all mechanical and crimping. So Kevin was you know, as things out of the change, Kevin was always at the forefront to protect his workers and. Uh, always has been a good long Democrat. Um, that he um, has been very supportive of a lot of us locally and uh, statewide candidates and national candidates. And he, uh, when he kind of went into retirement, he I think wanted to stay a little busy. He became the chairman of the ward committee, and uh, he recently gave it up. He has uh, some home issues that he's dealing with, oh. with some family health issues, and he's he's uh, just a committed individual. You know, when mm -hmm. when uh, you know that. He obviously has his priorities straightened out that, that with his family, sure. but he's, he's yeah. always 
Uh, he's always, always been committed. Yeah. yeah, always been committed to helping Democrats, okay. and we think this is a really worthwhile person to to honor this year. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Now, will will the chairs of all the ward committees be at the breakfast? They should be. They better have a good excuse why they're not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who's the current chair of the Ward 6 committee? Just curious. Uh, Dan, right? Is it was um, Dan Hacker. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. He's a great guy, too. But unfortunately, Dan can't be there because yeah. oh. he's traveling. He's yeah. in Spain. Oh, oh no That's kidding. a good excuse. No, no, that's no, a good excuse. That, that I let <laughs> slide. All right. So there is no remote slide. option <laughs> for this. This is There's in not this year. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, but no, we, no, I say that tongue in cheek. That, that yeah. If the, there's a each uh, ward committee has a number of offices, so there's always if uh, someone wanted to come and pay the door, they're more than welcome. And <laughs> they we, do. We, yeah, we can uh, we can I we can introduce them to yeah. people from the ward if they want to meet them and. Right. People generally sit all over the place. There's board tables and there's individual tables and okay. there's open tables and there's union tables and you know there's politicians have different tables. So yeah, you know, it's it's pretty you know it's pretty free and open and you know, generally uh, it's it's mostly all speaking program and and just give people you know that a snippet of uh, hi I'm here what I've I've done you know I think we have a strong ticket in Mara mm -hmm. Healy and and uh, Kim Driscoll and Mara. Has uh, you know, proven herself as attorney general. I know on the opiate issue, which I've worked closely with, it, mm. she truly is a leader. And I think we're lucky to have um, a Mara um, may not have had the local experience um, in elected office, but we have a mayor. And Kim so Bristol, right? Yeah. And that's, I know she's worked closely with you know, like Tommy Koch and other mayors statewide issues. And so you have a good balance of someone who's you know elected statewide and someone. Who is on the municipal level? Yeah, I think she's been a mayor almost as long as Mayor Coke has been. Actually. Yeah, it's, a, it's a mm -hmm. probably more than a dozen he is. Yeah. Yeah. and uh, a lawyer, smart, and um, her, her nice. You'll hear about her background and upbringing, which is kind of interesting how she got here to Massachusetts. And she's been campaigning in Quincy quite a bit, actually. Yeah, yeah. I've seen her around. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I think uh, the the ticket served Charlie Baker well. Charlie, of course, had been a selectman in, in uh, Swampscott. Not that we like to, you know. Talking about the Republicans, but Karen Polito had also had some local and legislative experience. In and Charlie, Shrewsbury, I think. Uh, right. Yeah. And Charlie had been uh, Secretary of Administration of Finance. So we have a, a ticket, I think, that, that uh, is equally, you know, beneficial right. of having a wide range of experience. Yeah, yeah. So is this something that's kind of is open to the public? Or sure, it is. Absolutely, really? it okay. is. Yeah, we'd be more than welcome. It's their opportunity to come and hear from the candidates. All right. It's only what two weeks from. Uh, Sunday, yeah, right? well, yeah, the city I believe it's almost two weeks. So the city has ballots right now. They've all been delivered statewide, um, according to my friend, the Secretary of State, that everybody has them. Uh, Quincy was uh, a little slow getting their ballots because because we also have to deal with the uh, multi-language issues. So, yep. but um, the Nikki Crispo, the clerk, and the team in the clerk's office are awesome people. We we in the city run a terrific election, and I think my friend, by this primary vote, Bill Galvin, but uh, you know, beat his opponent 70-30. He's mm -hmm. probably, we run the best elections in the country. And mm -hmm. uh, so starting Saturday, this uh, Saturday, um, we have, you can ask an absentee ballot right now. That's but right. But if you wanted yep. to to, uh, to come and vote early, uh, we have approximately, what, um, eight or nine days of um, early voting. And mm -hmm. it starts the weekend at, at uh, the clerk's office. Right. It's the 22nd. Yeah. to yep. November 4th, which is a Friday. That's right. Yep. And uh, so 
they're going the first weekend actually is they're going at uh, they used to use the high schools so I don't want to confuse people but there's I think there's testing for SATs and stuff there's a lot of activity at the high school so this weekend coming up it's going to be at City Hall right. 830 to 230 for Saturday Sunday and then during the week the clerk's office sets up a polling place in City Hall so the regular hours of 830 to 430 you can walk in and the last weekend you can go to North Quincy High School. Right. And so we don't want to confuse people. Just That's to right. Yeah. To right. let them know that, that um, you can also make a request in Massachusetts. Uh, my friends in the legislature, Speaker Mariano, Bruce Ears, uh, uh, Tacky, uh, have been uh, joint in instrumental in making it easier for people to vote. And you can uh, go on. I think there's a votema.com. Go to the Secretary of State's website. Yep. Go to the City Clerk's website. Yep. Um, Nikki Crispo reminds me that you send a t if you send a uh, email to her, if you uh, send a fax to her, if you send a letter, a postcard to her, she will make sure that you get a uh, ballot. If that's your intention, that you wanted to, you know, vote by mail, she'll yes. make sure you get a ballot. But that yes. also, there's a cutoff, I think, which I, I think is around November first. I think that you have to. She told me it was the fourth, but yeah. regardless. Correct. Yeah. I just yeah. know it is the fourth. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's the first sounds better to scare everybody because yeah. you, know, you yeah. don't want anybody to miss it. But well, you have to keep in mind that it has to be back at the city clerk's office by 8 p.m. on November 8th. Yeah. Correct. So, so you know, it, it does say right on the information on the last day to be able to request one. Give the post office seven days yeah. if you're going to be putting it back in the mail. Right. Otherwise, there is a ballot drop so box uh, right outside city hall. Correct. Yeah, and, and that's something. Um, that we're cautious about too. The Secretary of State has made sure that he just doesn't want drop boxes all over the That's community. Right. Yep. It's supervised. It's here. It's emptied every day. It's overseen by the workers in the election department. You know, so you know it's in a secure location. And right. so it's it's almost you know it's down to the point that that um, there's no excuse not to vote. And obviously we're Democrats, and we'd like to see more people vote Democratic. But we want everybody to vote. And and this is important, and, and uh, you know our our elections are secure. They're free. You know they're they're fair. Uh, we've had no you know allegations of any wrongdoings and uh, misconduct, and uh, it's it's uh, it's unfortunate that some people even in this country undermine the election process, which is truly at the heart of democracy. And uh, you know just we've never had the problems. Now I have been to Florida and worked in the Kerry campaign for president when they were handing out leaflets to tell people vote on Wednesday. You know, um, they were targeting certain neighborhoods yep. and then telling them to vote the day after election. Yep. So I'm not going to tell you that there haven't been games over the mm -hmm. years played. Uh, but I've, I've never seen, particularly in this state, I trust the, uh, the voting process. process. And I hope people have that much confidence. I know that we have a ton of confidence here, and I just hope it's true throughout the country. Yeah. There are four ballot questions uh, on the November 8th ballot um, as well that I think probably will draw some interest and maybe... Um, that could drive the vote. Yeah. yeah. yeah they have um, the, the question one, the millionaire's tax. Right. Question two is... Uh, the dental. The, question uh, three is uh, furthering alcoholic uh, beverage uh, licenses. Uh, and four is regarding the... Um, um, undocumented driver's license. Undocumented right. driver's yeah. license, which got put on the ballot. It was passed by the legislature, right. but there was a petition drive, and so that's that so will now be on the ballot. Right. So they, that, you know, they, they all may have uh, various pockets of interest. Mm -hmm. And you know, we hope that you'll vote for candidates, but we also want you to pay attention to the questions. Absolutely. 
Um, about how many folks do you expect at the breakfast? Any idea? Well, you know what, this being the first time back in yeah. a couple of years, um, I'm hoping we have a good 100, 125 okay. that will come and join us that morning. Okay. Um, sounds like another beautiful weekend. So it's um, a Sunday morning, and as Michael mentioned earlier, I am extremely conscious and that this is a two-hour breakfast from beginning to uh. end because I recognize people either yeah. want to, well, the Pat's on until Monday this <laughs> year. Right. So we don't have to do that. Archie Wahlberg, he would base when we would have our breakfast on when the Pats were playing. Of course. <laughs> but, but, um, but it's something that, that uh, we know people, given the hectic schedule that people have, both young and old, yeah. and, and sometimes Sunday, you know, even be a day of worship for some people yep. as well. And we try to be respectful right. the fact that they have other things to do. And we only ask them to gather once a year, and we're hoping that they take advantage of it. We have live candidates. and. It's, uh, it's, it's fun to get together and talk a little bit about politics. What's for breakfast? <laughs> the <laughs> usual. You know, and, and I, I, in all fairness, I have um, um, an events coordinator, and her name is Nancy Delisle. Oh. Uh, she happens to also be my daughter. And it would be unfair not so. to recognize her efforts through all of this, uh, and there is a committee that puts this together yeah, as well. Yeah. And, and we um, have a caterer. We're not cooking. We have a caterer. We account, have right? a caterer. So, yeah. And so she knows the name of the caterer. I do not. That's fine. But okay. it's a wonderful breakfast. It really is. Yeah. We, uh, the tickets are $35 a person. Okay. Um, we do fundraise. Um, yep. This is a fundraiser for us, um, and it is our biggest one of the year. It is, okay. Um, and Since it's we actually don't have been dues the now. That's only right. one. <laughs> what? Since we don't have dues now. That's Since right. Since we don't have dues now. Uh, and tickets at the door, too, right? If Absolutely okay. tickets at the door. Okay. Happy to have you. It's right. going to be, I think, a great morning. We're excited that we can meet in person again. Great. All right. Anything else we Great should let event. folks know about? No, right just no, just remember to vote. Yeah, just there's no there's no excuse. That's right. All right. No. Thanks for both. Really appreciate right. it. Thank you for having us. Election Joe. day, really November eighth. Right. That's where you. Yeah, just Tuesday, November eighth. That's right. It's election day. If you want to come in person, well, we, we'd love to have people show up election day too. So. All right. Mm -hmm. and we invite and folks. I, I just, just can't wait to have Michael be my master ceremony. Oh yeah, sure, because she's gonna yell at me, she'll be kicking y me to This this is along. a new concept that I've come up with. Uh, because I think uh, you know, okay, it's Alicia again, big deal. You know, blah blah blah. Uh, so I thought I'll ask Michael. And I think it's going to be an it's interesting morning. This will probably be one and done. Yeah, this will be, uh, <laughs> yeah, this, 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 this be the last time. You can't argue. Also the tell. first. <laughs> we'll so have fun either way. We're <laughs> going to have fun. <laughs> we'll right. have a lot of fun that morning. Right. Thank again. you. You're right. welcome. Again, it is the Quincy Democratic City Committee's 34th Annual Breakfast, Sunday, October 23rd, 10 a.m. to noon at the Quincy Sons of Italy. QuincyDems.com is the website to go to to get all the information. For all of us here at Quincy Access Television, I'm Joe Catalano. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.